Hello and welcome to New Tricks, the weekly podcast from New Dog PR. I'm Emily Newman. And I'm Catherine Doggall. This podcast is a chance to mull over the current goings on in hotel land, chat to some pleasant folk about things they know and provide some interest for your ears. We've brought our journalism and communication experience together with our sector knowledge and contacts to create a strategic PR company which understands investing in hotels and the many roles within them. In this week's episode, we discuss deep matters such as where hotels fit into hospitality, the rising possibility of a beach and vaccine travel package, and the first rumblings of that long-awaited hotel transaction activity spotted in sub-Saharan Africa, courtesy of Accor Invest. In less deep matters, we also cover cheese sandwiches, toilet training toddlers, and whack-a-mole. A variety. We hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to episode three, where we're going to have a little chat about hotel land and the comings and goings of it in the last few weeks. Catherine, it's a delight to see your face. The last time we did this, the first few times that we did this, we were just doing it on audio. And after a billion years of Zoom, I assumed I'd gone blind. So it's lovely (laughs) to see your face. It is lovely to see your face. And and astoundingly, neither of us are wearing bright pink like we did in our launch video. Uh, so you'll just have to you'll just have to go with us. So if you're listening to this with your ears and not your face, which you will be because it's a podcast, just think of us. Think pink. Think pink and launch. Oh, segued into the I launch. Know. We have launched. <laughs> um, so lots and lots of positive uh, responses, nice support from the sector. Um if we were in any doubt that clear comms was a thing, I think it's been, it's been confirmed that it is a thing. Mm. Um, and so onwards to triumph. Totally. Yes. Yes. Very, very warm welcoming to us in our, in our new roles. Cause of course we've been lurking around here all the time for years and years and years, but you know, you come out, you've got a new coat on pink or not, and it's nice to get a positive response from people who've been paying attention. So we're all very grateful and we're looking forward to helping the sector onto general understanding um, and so everyone can work out what it is that we do, because I um, in seamless segue news, it seems that not everyone knows what the sector is or what the sector does. Um, and we watched with fascination last week um, the debate in the House of Commons uh, in the UK about whether or not they think they should have a minister of hospitality. Um, it was gripping. It was <laughs> a number of ways. Um, and the conclusion was, yes, we should. Um, and then they went to Boris Johnson and said, do you want to talk about it? And he said, no, I don't. Um, but he would have used longer words. Um, one of them was probably Latin, I would have thought. Very possibly, yes. Yeah. And the best the whole entire sector can do is to stay at home, wash your hands, save your face, do whatever you need to do. Don't go to work, <laughs> work go to work, and the sector will be saved seamlessly. fine, absolutely fine. It's better if we just get through all this together. Um, there was um, an intri- intriguing sort of opportunity presented by Julian Lewis who um, was my old MP in the New Forest when I used to live back down that way um, of course New Forest very much with the um, with the tourism and he said well maybe we should have like a recovery minister to sort of help the sector out and I think this could be a great educational moment for the sector um, because it will give somebody in some kind of power a clear eye on what exactly it does and the big hope is that things are going to pop back up and there'll be a huge glorious instant recovery um, of wonderness the instantness is, is still up for debate but when it does you will see immediately what the sector has to offer and whoever that minister is whoever that lucky lucky minister is will be able to see exactly what it is that the sector can do um, and if you're a clever minister you're looking for a portfolio which is successful and interesting 
interesting and not prone to horrible gaffes like, say, Pretty Patel, um, then you want to be attached to something that's successful. Uh, so, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there, do you think, Emily? The sector saves the minister, how this all turns round. <laughs> exactly. You've, become... got to, you've got to look at what it is that the politicians need <laughs> and then slant it round that way to try and Absolutely. see what, not what we, they can do for the sector, but what the sector can do for them. And there becomes the next seat of the table campaign. Thank you very much. Exactly. I, I have, um, it's all for the positive and all good. I just have this slight nervousness around where hotels fit into hospitality as, as the term, as the understanding from the general public. I think um, restaurants and bars and coffee shops are, they're perhaps more synonymous with hospitality. And I think restaurants benefit from all sorts of shouty chefs um, and profile raising and um, master chef series, et cetera, et cetera. And so the sort of general elevation of the status of hospitality cracking. Um, where hotels fit into that play, uh, I remain slightly nervous about and whether, whether they are then seen as just some sort of big global corporate machine that gets plonked within a community and does nothing to benefit that community. Whereas I take you back to the coffee shop, we mentioned last time about the amazing cheese sandwich that I now know our deli down the road makes because it was someone <laughs> making food that wasn't me. So quite frankly, <laughs> That was just a joy. So I don't know. What do you think? Where do hotels fit into the hospitality land? Well, I think they're very hospitable, if that helps. Um, and uh, and yes, you're absolutely right. Um, they have over the years been something which is which is lands in the middle of um, in the middle of a community. They may provide sort of entry level jobs for a few students. Um, and it's just a, a wash of, of foreign people and strangers kind of coming in and going out again. Various hotels have realised this, which is astounding. We all recall the Accor Local programme where you could leave your old relative um, in, a, in a reception and they would take them to the train station after giving them a coffee. And, um, and it's a tragedy in my mind that that didn't really come off. But it has alerted hotels, the fact that they do need to position themselves. And this, hopefully, will have persuaded them that they really, really do. Um, I was having to pass some time outside a hotel only this very afternoon. And of course the hotel was shut and so I couldn't go in and enjoy it, but I am always happy to go in and enjoy a hotel and it's free Wi-Fi, and, uh, and all these other lovely things for two or three hours, even at a time without any problems whatsoever. And if they, they weren't so, um, I didn't, I don't know if forbidding's the word, um, but if there wasn't that sort of, kind of, am I allowed to go in? Is this something I'm allowed to do as a human who isn't staying there? then um, if you can get that message across, I think people, people would go in and and enjoy all these things, you know, little bowls of nuts and all those lovely, lovely things that hotels do because um, they have a lot to offer. They are hospitable, um, but it's just a little bit for, forbidding. You think, well, maybe I, I am I allowed to go in there? It doesn't seem like I'm allowed to be there. There's, you know, somebody standing on the door if it's a fancy hotel with a hat on who's not maybe as welcoming looking as they could be unless you're, you know, dragging your Louis Vuitton cases in. So the work left to be done, I think, but, um, but certainly during the pandemic, a lot of positive PR, lots of homeless people being helped, which is great. Um, lots of campaigns to, you know, get out there and, and help the sector and work in the community and meals and all this kind of thing. So hopefully once they've raised their profile, you know, they'll they'll be able to build on that. Um, but yes, you you it's all very well going on about how much money hotels bring into the economy and they bring an awful lot of money. Um, but if you don't see it yourself, um, you're not going to support it. Um, and the current government doesn't seem to see it. So more of the shouting is required. Absolutely. I haven't dragged Louis Vuitton um, anything into a hotel, but I have brazenly dragged a potty training two-year-old into one mm. um, and just made for, because we all know where the toilets are. We when totally you know where all the toilets are. It's brilliant. Top 
toilet training tip for you all there. Um, moving on, shall we have a little <laughs> chat about um, vaccine travel? Because I have been wondering whether we're going to see, we have already started to see um, some of the hotels offer a sort of uh, test and stay package, whether there might be, that might extend to um, to the actual accommodation offering, so travel. Um, and then is the conference and test potentially conference and vaccine is there potential that we end up with health tourism um leading us down to some glorious two weeks in the sun plus a vaccine i really 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 hope it is um and <laughs> and that's not my um this is not altruistic obviously i don't want to, i don't want to be seen as a terrible cue jumper who's getting in the way of you know other people who could who could benefit more than myself with the vaccine but on the other hand i really really do want to go out to like a restaurant or somewhere at some point and not be in a constant state of thinking who touched that pepper grinder who has touched the pepper grinder and who is leaning over me and what does this you know all this kind of thing I just would like to move on from that um so I for one so in Israel and the French are going to try and copy this at the end of the day if you subscribe to the the app the vaccine app anyone of any age um, who's nearby or feels like queuing up can come and get any leftover vaccines because, of course, the current vaccine has a shelf life on it. And so you can just go and just get one and pick up the leftover ones. And I would be more than happy to pop over to Israel, <laughs> sign up to the app, and then sit around and wait for that to happen. Um, and Israel, uh, as we know, has, has acquired an awful lot of um, volumes of the vaccine. And there's a lot of debate at the moment as to what they're going to do when they finish vaccinating everyone in about half an hour's time and um, what they're going to do with the leftovers. And there's a great debate. It should obviously go to Palestine, other areas which need it more. Um, and one suspects also that there may well, fingers crossed, be an opportunity to go to Israel and enjoy some light beach and vaccine. Because <laughs> just, mm, um, Vaccine I'm, plus vitamin D. Exactly. All the health benefits. I'm into that. Um, and then, of course, the other question that all this raises is after people, or while we're, once we've got a, a decent volume of people who've had their two doses, then um, then will you only be able to travel if you have a vaccine? Um, and despite the WTTC saying, you know, this would be an awful, awful thing, we need to concentrate on the, on the testing regime at, at um, airports, it just seems more than likely that this is exactly where we're heading um and in many ways it's not a problem if you go to certain areas of africa you have to have a yellow fever certificate i don't see what what the difference is i'm sure everyone would like to shout at me and tell me what the difference is but i don't have a massive problem with that um necessarily and i will be one of the last people to be vaccinated unless i can get my ass over to israel and you know make eyes at people there so i really think that there's an opportunity here and certainly for vaccine travel and also inevitably that this will lead to a two-tier system of travel um so yes so anyone out there who maybe is a little um little little anti-vaxxy or a little concerned or anything like that then um as they've said in france that is fine but do not expect to be going to restaurants do not expect to be using public transport if you do not get the vaccine your choice and at, and at that and at this point any any glimmer of with I mean travel is just is just ah <laughs> uh, places places ah <laughs> oh, places um, they're everywhere just, you know <laughs> just to have someone else cook tea at this point would be the equivalent release of two weeks in the Maldives so uh, yeah, it's true here uh, is my arm. the places of it all do what you will with it so so international travel business travel aside um, the recovery is looking more and more skewed to another boom in domestic tourism. 
um, I was reading some stats from, um, so we're at 4 million people in the UK, allegedly, um, and TUI have said First that their bookings on their website are currently for the over 50s, longer stays, more multi-generational group bookings, um, National Express, the people what bring you the coaches, say mm. bookings are made by 75 uh, bookings made by those 75 and over have increased by 185 percent in the last fortnight um compared to last year so people are all, even even people who haven't yet got their jab in their arm are um living their uh, pent-up leisure domestic <laughs> demand dreams um and dawn and ray should we mention dawn and ray 75 oh, and 78 year old from hampshire they're due to have their first jabs soon they have just booked five five uk <laughs> holidays nice. so be more dawn and ray everyone be more dawn and ray well i am more dawn and ray i have been looking on insert famous name of um but no only second famous name of home sharing website here not the main one after a difficult experience with them um so second most famous uh, home sharing website i've been all over that like so many plagues with many of my closest friends and their dogs uh, looking at August. So, and and let me tell you, it's booking up a storm. So, mm. if you bump into Dawn and Ray, do give them I my regards. Don't you? I should mention it. See what. what and we're and of course, the delightful um, the G Seven is going down to Cornwall, Cardiff yes. Bay. So, if you thought Cornwall was on your list for June, <laughs> think again. I am. I am looking forward to everyone getting into Cornwall down that one road with their. What is it? What, so, what's the what's the president's car called? The Beast. The Beast. Can you yes. get the Beast over the Tamar Bridge? Is um. <laughs> Is my suspicion, and of course they put the beast um, into into Air Force One, don't they? Um, yes. So you can fly the beast places. So I guess they'll be flying into the old RAF St Morgan, which is now um, Newquay International Airport. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, I guess this ready. This is um, yeah Newquay on alert. Yes. So so fun times for Newquay. But um, but yes, no staycationing is going to be all about that. Because of course you won't need your vaccine to get into no. that that where you already live. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what is going on in hotel land in terms of that wall of money? Ooh, the the wall of money. The wall of money. Yes, it's still very wally, um, <laughs> and uh, and people are still waiting for all this delicious distress, which they've been um, so much looking forward to, um, the suffering and the pain, the agony. Um, it's just grist to the private equity mill, and um, and certainly they've been hiring people in an absolute frenzy. In the last few weeks to to take advantage of exactly this but to go back to to boris johnson and his who what now hospitality problems um it's uh it's a, a game of many different uh, regional variances as we've seen in brexit and it's suspected that um i will i would have thought um and many others do as well that the uk is where we will see the first signs of distress because the uk sector is just not supported um, rents are coming up. Um, nobody's come to any decisions about those. Uh, the rates issue on the 1st of April is still a massive issue. And there are an awful lot of hotel companies um, and uh, hotels out there who are going to go bust. Um, that's the long and the short of it. Um, and so there'll be rich pickings for people who are interested. Um, I was um, not at, but spiritually at the Whitebridge Hospitality event last week, which is always a fantastic opener for the, for the year. And Phil Campbell said, you can expect to see more distress uh, or distress starting first in the UK and Ireland. Um, not no, so much because there's going to be more there, although personally, you know, given the things that we've seen with, at number 10, I think it is more likely. Um, but because uh, in the last downturn, they sorted it out more quickly. There was no 
messing around. Everyone tried to get in and sort their finances out. So that's where the pickings will be first. Um, but we haven't as yet seen, particularly in mainland Europe, any of these massive, massive deals. There's a lot of hotels in Paris that are on the market and uh, a lot of people to and throwing on the one euro star a day to enjoy those and try and sell them to people. But what we are starting to see is the impact of this popping up elsewhere. So um, there was a deal this week in uh, in Sub-Saharan Africa featuring Casada, Casada Capital Management. Now, you may not know who Casada Capital Management is, but if you go onto their website, it looks exactly like Ackle's website. And you think, ah, oh, something is up here. And it's indeed an independent investment platform dedicated to hospitality in sub-Saharan Africa, supported by the good people at Qatar Hospitality, you may remember, and Ackle. And it's led by the former Ackle Middle East and Africa CEO. So Connections Arama there. So they have bought um, eight hotels off of Accor Invest. And Accor Invest has been having a very difficult, very difficult pandemic indeed and needs to shore up its finances. We thought they were going to do it before Christmas. They apparently are very close to being able to do it now. So this is a deal that has been triggered by issues somewhere else and it's popping up and uh, rather like, I think it's, is it mushrooms when you see a mushroom? It's because the 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 main route is under stress somewhere else. Is that a, that a thing with mushrooms? What to mind when you were talking about that? Was that blasted um, like Splatterat game? Is it Splatterat? It is. You know it is. I was trying not to think about that because it just takes us all the way back to Boris Johnson. I know. <laughs> nasty nasty an analogy of some sort where something happens there something something happens, the and then that happens over there so things exactly. so butterflies butterflies rings, butterflies splatting yes. rats something butterflies, like that rats mushrooms it's yes. a whole like ooh, it's just like yes attenborough does transactions market <laughs> <laughs> that is his next series. I would watch that. And he would creep up to people and start to, you know, watch them picking fleas off each other. And who would yeah. those people be? And it would be always so intriguing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yes, Attenborough, Attenborough does transactions. So we are seeing impacts from Europe popping up in Africa um, as people are buying stuff, which has come onto the market. And Acroinvest will probably, or by the, the theory is in the French press, be selling off lots of luxury hotels as well. So there will be pickings and they will be reasonably rich. And we're starting to see that movement now. Um, but what we also saw this week was Scandic talking about how well they've done um, in terms of talking to their landlords and getting rent reductions. I know it seems strange, doesn't it? Um, but, um, but people have realised that there may be a future in hotels and that if you have a hotels and nobody is staying it, you might not get any rent. And that maybe then you shouldn't massively kick off, but you should talk to the people, talk to the people. Communication. It's a thing. I know, you it? know, and I'd heard that, that communication was a thing. And I don't know if you know, Emily, anyone who's recently launched, say, <laughs> <laughs> say for example, recently launched something that would maybe allow people to communicate maybe better within the hotel have you heard of anything like that there's a there's a vague sort of pink alarm bell ringing somewhere mm. somewhere somewhere so, yeah who knows who whether can say? who can say who can say but yes if um if it works for scandic then um there's there's hope all round i would assume I would have thought so, because going into this, Scandic was one of the most likely to fail, and lots of people were sniffing around thinking we'll have some of that. Uh, and now they're not. So the conclusions are there to be drawn, I think. I think so. <laughs> Talking leads to keeping your job. So let's do more of that then. That's the one. That's the one. Um, 
Anything else that we should cover? I think we've I think we've healthily discussed the current topics politically, um, domestically, investmenty. Mm. Um, the the toilet training was obviously a, an, an additional gem that no one really asked for or perhaps required. Um, I think that was fine. Anyone... I always talked about Trump Tower and how they um <clears throat> that has that has a toilet on it on Fifth Avenue. If you're ever stuck on Fifth Avenue, you need a toilet. Uh, that's good to know. And uh, obviously, as we, we are recording this during the inauguration, so... Um, yes, it's all relevant. It is all relevant, always relevant. Mm. Um, if anyone listening to this, all three people, have anything that they would like uh, us to talk about, have any relevant gems, then there are many and varied ways that you can get in touch with us. We have a LinkedIn page, we have Twitter, we have email addresses, uh, smoke signals, any of all of the above. Do or get maybe in touch. they'd like to come and talk about things with us. And they could come and talk things about things with us. Yes, they could very much do that too. So I think that concludes today's lesson. (laughs) I think it does. I think it does. See, homeschooling. It's everywhere. Oh, yeah. We managed to get through the whole thing without talking about that. I have no idea what's... What homeschooling has happened? What homeschooling has happened in the last twenty minutes? It will. um, Maybe maybe he's watching the inauguration. We shall see. Oh, maybe maybe yes. As you will have seen, I had to creep out and turn the oven off. Multitasking. Seamlessly. <laughs> no one noticed. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, until next week then. Until next week. So that concludes our thoughts for this week. Thank you to everyone involved in creating this episode and providing something for your ears whilst walking the dog, washing the cat, chopping the veg, or however else you pass the time while podcasting. Please do review and subscribe if you get your ear entertainment via Apple or follow new tricks if your ear delight comes from Spotify. These things make a difference, apparently. Until next time.